is Business Rockstars. Hi, I'm Mark Black, CEO of Shorten the Gap. Inspire, inform, and connecting a community of entrepreneurs. This is Business Rockstars. James Curley, the CEO of Levi's, has some great advice for aspiring entrepreneurs. I think one, one is, um, is understanding it's not just about, it's not about one person. It's not about just a leader. I think that a leader can set vision, it could set tone, it can set conditions for success by bringing like-minded, but also not just like-minded, but people who bring something to the equation that you don't. So the, the first one is um, true diversity in your leadership team in all senses of the world, through experience, through diversity, and all of the dynamics that come with that. Second, I think it's important to uh, be aggressively patient, as I mentioned earlier. There are some moments when you just know it needs to get done and you have to get it done. There are other times when you just have to be patient with it and know that the timing is gonna actually be in your favor by waiting a little bit. Um, so second is being aggressively patient. And the third, I think, is, is this confuses people, but I think it's, in today's world, uh, it's okay to not take yourself too seriously, but take what you do really seriously. And I think that confuses people. And certainly we hear about millennials and different dynamics of generations and how you need to approach them. But if the common denominator is we, we actually put diverse set of individuals in leadership together, we work in an aggressively patient way, and we make sure that we have a little fun along the journey, but we're serious about what we do with our brand and our business, those are pretty decent ingredients for success. Some great tips from James. Now we're gonna talk about leadership. Joining me as an insider is Joel Milne. He's a serial entrepreneur and investor. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you. So I'm curious, when it comes to being a leader, there's always the topic of, Management as well. So, do you have a you know clear distinction between the difference between being a leader and a manager? Well, I you know I think great managers are leaders, but um, uh, not necessarily the opposite, right? So, I think a a leader um, is going to you know set by example is going to inspire the people that they that work for them. Um, and you know, I think a manager can can have a much broader scale uh, than that. Managers and leaders, when it comes to corporations, both play a role in making sure that the company culture is amazing. Yeah. So, how important is company culture? I think it's one of the most under you know discussed, undervalued topics when it comes to business. Yeah. Unless you're talking to like the billionaires, like you know CEO of Zappos or CEO of Levi's in this case. So, how important is company culture? And do you have some practical tips? to expand on? Sure, I mean, I, I think company culture is critical. I think you want to really think about that early on because I, I, I find that once it gets set or once you hire those first handful of employees, whatever it is, it's really hard to change. Um, you know, you mentioned Zappos, that's a great example. I mean, they're, they're, they're at the forefront of it, but you know, the current change that they're going through is really hard. I mean, it's, it's, it's phenomenal what they're doing. Um, so, you know, I think taking that back, you want to really set that up front. And so you want to um, hire the people that fit into that culture and, and, and make sure that they value that and, and, and whatnot. So um, how do you ultimately go about setting culture for your organization? I don't think a lot yeah. of companies actually know how to create great culture. Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, it starts with values, right? Sitting down, you know, I know there's all kinds of fluffy exercises that, um, you know, a lot of people don't do. Uh, I, sorry, fluffy is the wrong word, but there's all kinds of exercises that um, you know, you can go through to set your values, set your mission statement, lay out, put it in paper, figure out what you stand for, what kind of company you want to have, right? I mean, there's, you can have, if you're an entrepreneur, you can have pretty much whatever kind of company you want. Uh, anything from a sweatshop to a place that people love coming to every day. And so, you know, 
is that valuable for your business? Is that, is, you know, great employees strategically important? You know, uh, it all depends on your business. I consult with a lot of small businesses and I don't see a lot of organizations actually have company values and then they don't make their employees know them, obviously, because yeah. they don't even have company values mapped out. So yeah. how important are company values? And when you do have them set in your organization, how consistently should you make sure that your employees are in alignment with that? Well, uh, you know, it's super important. Um, and, and I think that from the day that you interview somebody all the way through each, you know, whether you do quarterly reviews or annual reviews, um, hopefully no more than annual, um, you're, you know, aligning on that. Um, and yeah, you can't really communicate them if you haven't written them down and actually haven't, you know, formalized them, right? So you kind of got to go through that process. And I think it's, you know, I think it's critical. And I think that, you know, it's been a challenge over the years. Most companies, you know, their mission statement is make money, right? The, the ones <laughs> who haven't written it down, you know, the de facto mission statement is we just want to be here to make money. And if you don't define it, that's what it's going to be. And that's how your employees are going to treat it, right? If I can make more money over at this job, I'm going to switch over to this job. And, and, and so I think having a greater mission is the starting step towards aligning on that culture and values. Something that one of our guests shared on the show is what they do in their organization, and I loved it, is they have every single employee, even from top down to the bottom, they have every single person write anonymous reviews about every single person in the company for the smaller ones, not yeah. like the huge <laughs> ones, right? For the, the small yeah. organizations, each person writes a review on everybody in regards to are they acting in congruency and alignment with the values? What do you think about that? Do you think that's a good exercise? I mean, I think, look, it's a great exercise if you can it, it logistically and uh, implement something like that, right? That yeah. doesn't really scale. Um, so You could do it in segmentations of... Yeah, you know, you know we, we've often implemented these three... Um, these 360 review software. So, you, you know, you review up, you review down. Um, and I think that's, that's um, really helpful in the organization. There's so many good tools out there for really inexpensive prices that allow you to implement these HR, you know, reviews and um, culture, you know, assessments. And so um, I think whether you're an organization of five people or you're, you're, you know, thousands of people, there's so many, you know, great products out there to do these kind of things. What are some great qualities of leaders? We're talking about leadership right now. Yeah. So I'm curious, what do you think are some great qualities? You know, I think, I think leaders should be inspirational, but yet, um, uh, reachable or, or, or you know, uh, attainable. So, you know, I like to have relationships with all the people I work with, right? Um, I like to go to lunch with people. I like to go to coffee with people. I like to see them outside the office. And I think that being, um, you know, I don't want to say you need to be friends with all your employees, right? You don't. Uh, and that's probably You got to draw the line somewhere. You got to draw the line somewhere. But I think that I think that you'd want, I, I want people I work with to say, I'd like to go have a beer with that person or, you know, play a board game or whatever. You so know, what are some great qualities about like. yourself that make you a good leader? <laughs> uh, I'm probably not qualified to answer that question, but... Uh, <laughs> you uh, should be. <laughs> um, you know, I, I like to think that, uh, that I, um, you know, when, when the work is tough, I join them for the work, but I also, you know, I treat people with respect and I don't yell at people. You know, I, I get angry on occasion, uh, everyone does, but I'm not, uh, 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 I'm not a slave master and I, I'm a very 
what's the opposite of micromanager? Non-micromanager? That's it, works yeah. for me. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I don't micromanage people. That's not my style at all. Um, I like to bring in really good people and let them take ownership of things and, you know, do my work and let them do their work and, you know, I'll coach them, I'll, I'll give ideas and I'll give thoughts, but if, if it's not working, then, then I'm not gonna go in and micromanage, I'm gonna have to, you know, if it's not a fit, it's not a fit. So that's my I know style. you have a great background when it comes to building awesome tech teams. So what are some practical tips for somebody who is in the tech space or in really any business at all yeah. that's going to work for them to hire incredible, I call them four-minute milers, A-list players on your team? Yeah. Well, look, I mean, it's the bad news is it's probably one of the toughest times in the last, you know, in history or, or if not, you know, the last 20 years to hire good tech people right now. So Why is that? There's no... There's no if there was a silver bullet, somebody, you know, I, I'd love to hear it. Uh, the reason is because there's no, you know, we've had um, many years of um, economic growth. We've had an incredible amount of venture capital come in and, and companies started over the last five years. Um, so, and we have a shortage of engineers in this country and we have an immigration system that's very difficult to bring people in, right? Becoming a leader is not something that happens overnight. And I know your journey started when you were fresh out of college, right? Yes. Uh, so how did, how did you ultimately develop yourself into becoming a leader? I think it's, 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 I mean, definitely modeling other great leaders is fine, but everyone I think has to find their own style, right? And, and so, um, you know, I would encourage, you know, it's, being a leader is about having good relationships, right? It's not about being the smartest person in the room. It's not about having the best idea. It's about having high EQ, right? So if I were to... How important is emotional intelligence? I'm glad uh, you brought that up. <laughs> so many, nobody, the one thing we have to control all the time is yeah. our emotions, or otherwise yeah. it's going to ultimately influence and impact how we think, feel, and behave. It can ruin yeah. relationships, impact business dramatically. So emotional intelligence is huge. Yeah, so I mean, I think you're probably better off um, going to see a therapist to become a leader than, than you know, uh, watching, reading quotes by Warren Buffett, right? Uh, now, you know, I say that in jest, but yeah. I think working on, on self-awareness and self-improvement um, in your relationships, uh, whether that's, you know, with your employees, with your partners, uh, um, will go a long way in all aspects of your life and particularly is becoming a leader. So emotional intelligence, you got to become your own and integrate your own style in there, but ultimately follow some great leaders to learn how to become one. But of course, you got to be unique, put your own twist on it. I think so. Yeah. I love that. You Appreciate you for coming on the show, Joel. Thanks for having me. I'm Mark Lack on Business Rockstars, connecting a community of entrepreneurs. Join us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at businessrockstars.com. It's amazing, but true. When it comes to one of America's biggest household expenditures, healthcare, a lot of people think they've got no choice. People are used to thinking we have to do it this way, but they don't. Yes, you have the freedom to choose an alternative with your healthcare. It's MediShare, and it costs way less than the alternatives. The typical family saves $500 a month, not a year, a month. And if you're single, this can save you a lot too. And let's face it, a big reason MediShare is 400,000 people strong, it just works. They've shared over $3 billion in medical bills, so they can help share your needs too. Joining MediShare for so many people is one of those things that makes you say, why didn't I do this before? So yes, the time has come for something better. Look into joining MediShare and see why so many people are opting out of the old way and into the new.
why not look into this? Just call 844-91-BIBLE. That's 844-91-B-I-B-L-E. 844-91-BIBLE. We're here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. I'm Mark Lack on Business Rockstars, and joining me right now is Brandon T. Adams and Greg Roulette. They're the co-hosts of Ambitious Adventures. What's up, guys? How's it going? What's happening, Mark? How are you? Good to have you on the show. Tell us, guys, what are you guys up to these days? I know you both have an awesome show coming out, and you're doing a lot of other cool things, so... What are you guys up to? Yeah, so Greg and I met back in my event, Young Entrepreneur Convention, and he had this idea for a TV show called Ambitious Adventures, and then I kind of fell in love with it. We came together, and now we're co-hosts for a rally TV show for young entrepreneurs called Ambitious Adventures. Yeah, I mean, we both like traveling the world and seeing cool things, and we love TV, we love media, we love being in front of the cameras, and instead of going and seeing the, the burger joints and the taco stands and the barbecue places, we we're like, what if we just shine the spotlight on young entrepreneurs, because we see that Every place throughout the country, there's young people risking it all to rebuild their community, to make the place a better, you know, to make the world a better place. It's not going to happen from the governments, from the education yeah. centers. It's going to happen from young people who are risking it all. And we wanted to, you know, put a spotlight on that. I love what you guys are about. And I want to pinpoint something that you said, and that was we love being in front of the camera. Most people are terrified. <laughs> yeah. Most people are terrified about being on camera. It wasn't always that way, you know? <laughs> so that's what I wanted to ask, you know, for the, for the person out there who they want to get their message, they want to get their story out there, they want to start a business. You don't always have to be the guy in the spotlight, but I feel like if you want to be a leader and you want to be an influencer, yeah. you've got to get over the whole fear of being on camera and being on stages. How did yeah. you guys do that? You just got to jump forward. I mean, as you know, too, like we started doing videos a long time ago. The first ones weren't that great. <laughs> I know, but right? We, we <laughs> sometimes, they're, sometimes they're still not yeah, great. I think but. The hardest part is just pressing that button and then doing a video <laughs> and getting better. And I mean, Greg, you do videos every day now. So yeah. you just get better by doing more. And yeah. But I think it really comes back to the root of that people buy from people. So whether you're doing video or if you're just you know a local entrepreneur, people connect with you. And so your ability to talk about who you are, what you do, how you help people, you have to do that or else you'll never make a sale. So whether you're the baker, candlestick maker, the bread guy, or you're trying to create a media empire, you have to be able to tell your story and express it in a way that makes and people go. And that's the biggest thing too, uh, like telling your story. I mean, like you know, if you tell your story, you can talk about yourself more and you're more comfortable in front of the camera. Yeah. So anybody out there, just tell your story and do what you know best. And being authentic and transparent. These days yeah. I feel like so many people are trying to put on a front on social media <laughs> and things like that. So you just gotta be transparent and authentic. What'd you guys do before you came together and started creating the show? Yeah, so. Uh, You've been entrepreneurs for a while? Yeah, yeah. so at uh, 16, they let me out of high school every day at noon, which is fantastic, um, <laughs> to start a business. I started a record label. I wanted to be wow. like Master P. So I was like, <laughs> dude, the white guy from the Burbs wanted to be Master P. But I was like, you know, this guy, he, no one wants to put his music on the radio. No one wants to give him a record deal. No one wants to give him studio time. So he's just going to do it himself. And I was kind of the same way. I was like, what if I just go and I'll, I'll pay my own way? I'll re release my own albums. And so I released the album senior year. We recorded it ourselves, paid all the money, pressed it up, figured out how to design stuff and put it on a CD. And, sold thousands of copies my senior year. I mean, you know, I mean, imagine again, being 16, 17, you go to the party on Friday night and you're like selling CDs for five bucks. You walk <laughs> out with 500 bucks cash, like you're king of the hill, yeah. you know? Uh, and so for me, that, that's where everything began. Dude, music, I, I played trombone my freshman year. <laughs> that was trombone? Yeah. But, but no, I, uh, Master Pete, a trombone yeah. player. <laughs> I grew up in ice business, so my dad sold, uh, sold frozen water for a living. You can actually make money doing that. Um, I grew up in that and I was born an entrepreneur and did that growing up, going into uh, college. And buying that company out, but 
One day I invented a product called Arctic Stick to keep bottled beverages colder, went through the whole process, spent a couple hundred grand, and uh, learned the whole product development, manufacturing, got that degree, got it to market, but in the process, mm -hmm. I learned that most people, it's so hard to get a product to market, yeah. they didn't know what to do, and they needed funding. So I got into crowdfunding, and I'm going on TV across the country. You're the, out. He's known as like the, the king of crowdfunding. Yeah. crowdfunding. Yeah, exactly. Got the name king of crowdfunding. They said that on NBC, and it kind of stuck with me. But I helped people. I helped John Lee Dumas raise half a million for a book, The Freedom Journal. Yeah. After that, went on to do multiple campaigns, and now we even crowdfunded our TV show yeah. for Ambitious Adventures. That's awesome. So let's just stop right there for a second. For the people out there, because I think like, it's such a big trend, yeah. crowdfunding, yeah. it's finally a platform where people can take an idea and have you know, other individuals fund it. Because yeah. you're not going to go to an investor and typically get money for an idea, but with crowdfunding and crowdsourcing, yeah. it's allowing people to do that. Yeah. And so what do you think is maybe like the 101 tips for people to get started in crowdfunding? <laughs> Uh, the biggest thing people to know is there's a lot of work. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not free money. People think that they're just going to give you money. They see the potato salad that raised like 80 grand and you're yeah. just making potato salad. But you have to add value <laughs> to people and you can't just throw it out there. Yeah. So you got to put a lot of work preparation beforehand. I mean, he saw firsthand what we had to do for our own crowdfund. And then also, you got to leverage your audience. I mean, yeah. you got to reach out to influencers, get them involved, spread it on social media. And then also telling a great story. I mean, that's for everything. People yeah. buy into a story. If you can tell a great story and you can uh, enact uh, the audience, get them involved with it, then they'll yeah. give you money, but also giving them value. Give them something yeah, yeah. that they want to have. I think people think they see platforms like Kickstarter and Indiegogo, and they, if yeah. I just put it on there, people will just give us money. And yeah. I, you know, going through it firsthand for this TV show, <laughs> it was a lot of work. Like you are selling, you know, basically what you're doing is making pre-sales. And I think that's what people, the misconception is they go, oh, it's like raising venture capital. No, it's not. You're really getting pre-sales for your products. You have to be able to sell your products. Yeah. The great part is if you do it successfully, well, now I own 100% of my company, and I have customers, and I have raving fans, and we've already done a lot of the marketing. And then it also helps yeah. you raise more money too beyond that. After your campaign, most people raise more money, they get more awareness, and then yeah. it helps them in the future. So once you prove the concept, and I think a lot of it's not just generating those leads, because yeah. you could generate the leads but have terrible conversions. So yeah. I love what you said, you know, you gotta have a great story and you gotta have a great value proposition. Co-hosts of Ambitious Adventures, Brandon T. Adams and Greg Roulette are joining us. We're here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. I'm Mark Lack on Business Rockstars. What's your best tips for the beginning entrepreneurs? You guys have been doing this for a while. <laughs> so we have a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs out there, not just in the US, but all over the world. Yeah. What do you think are some of the beginning tips that they need to know when they get started? Because I feel like if, if you and I went back and we could have coffee with oh, our younger man. selves in year Looking one, back in we could probably hand them a whole book. Yeah. So what do you think are some of the beginning things that <clears throat> that entrepreneur who's either just gotten started or the person who's about to quit their job and jump in, what are things they need to be aware of? So like for me personally, what I've always said is find somebody who's already achieved what you want to achieve and mm -hmm. follow in their footsteps. Try to be, have them as your mentor and add value to them and learn from your mistakes, but also figure out what you love. I mean, as you know, if you don't love what you do, it's going to be hard and you're not going to stay up late at night to go after it. Yeah, I'm a little different. I really think that you need to get to market as fast as possible. So many people, well, I, I'm gonna wait until tax my tax check comes in. I'm gonna wait until I get my new computer. I'm gonna wait until my grandma's sister's cousin's <laughs> birthday. Right. And yeah. so find a need in the marketplace and find a way to fill it as quick as possible. And that might mean just coaching and consulting. It might mean freelancing. It might mean, you know, creating information products because you can't do what you did with the Arctic stick and yeah. you know spend a hundred grand on product development. Get to market fast. I think so, that's something that's really that I love success. about you guys is that you're not just 
you know, entrepreneurs who have businesses, sell products, and add value into the world, but you're people who actually have a personal brand as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big trend happening right now is it people is. are realizing that there's the Gary Vaynerchuks, the Grant Cardones, yeah. John Astroffs, Tony Robbins. Those people don't just have businesses, they have personal yeah. brands. They have personal influence through that personal brand, not just through their businesses. And you guys have done a good job of capitalizing on that. So how important do you feel like it is for the business owner out there who maybe has a product or a service, but they haven't capitalized on the power of building a personal brand. It's number one, man. Yeah. Like you yeah. are your number one product. You're presenting yourself all the time wherever you go. People see you and they buy into you. I mean, I've millions of times I bought into people's brand. I yeah. didn't even care so much about the product, but I believed in them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean ultimately, again, I said it earlier, but people buy from people and they buy from people that they know, like, and trust. You are really your brand, going back to what you said, is that everything comes back to, you know, even if you're not a Grant Cardone, a Gray V, a, a brand and a Greg, yeah. you know, you have to present yourself to your vendors, to your distributors. Yeah. And if you can't sell yourself, no one else is gonna sell yourself for you. And it's that simple because at the end of the day, people buy from people they yeah. like, know, and trust. I love that. We'll be right back with Brandon and Greg to talk a little bit more about your guys' company. I'm Mark Lack on Business Rockstars. We're here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. Join us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at businessrockstars.com. You shouldn't have to choose a random lawyer who charges expensive hourly rates when you need legal help. But the legal system is so complicated, what other choice do you have when you need help with your business or want to protect your family? Start with LegalZoom. They make it easy. For more than a decade, they've provided a way for regular people like you and me to confidently navigate the legal system. LegalZoom's not a law firm, and that's how they provide such great value. They don't rely on charging you by the hour. Instead, you'll get transparent pricing and customer reviews so you know exactly what you're getting up front. If you need help with incorporation, LLCs, trademarks, last wills, living trusts, and more, LegalZoom's the smart choice. They've got the right people on hand to answer your questions. And if you need legal advice, their network of independent attorneys can provide the straightforward guidance you need in most states. Don't let legal hurdles become an excuse. Go to LegalZoom.com today to start building your own future the right way. To save even more, enter Rockstar in the referral box at checkout. That's LegalZoom.com. I'm Mark Lack, this is Business Rockstars. We're here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. Right now, our guests joining us are Brian D. Evans and Clinton Senko. You guys are founder and CEO of Influensive and co-founder and COO of Influensive. Give us a quick recap, what's your guys' company do? Influensive is an online publication. It's different than most. We're not out there, we are providing how-to information for entrepreneurs, yeah. but it's inspiration too. Um, so we're unconventional wisdom. We have a lot of in influential writers and contributors from a lot of different platforms, and we just we're looking to inspire people, kind of like what you guys are doing. We're we're here to inspire people and give them some takeaways they can use and go create businesses and a better life. Where do you guys see the the vision for this headed? Because that's something that you know I'm always curious to know when somebody has a business, in this case yours. Yeah, is this an exit strategy where we're trying to build this thing up so once it's doing X amount of money, we know that we can get it valued at this and sell it. What's the what's the vision? I want to reach 80 million readers a month. And it's, it was one of those moments. So like, I think, the what was the, uh, what was the, the daily? I'm trying to think of. Elite, Elite Daily. Daily. Elite Daily, Daily had 30 yeah. million 
visitors a month and got purchased for fifty million. I think they I were think actually they had fifty they were, million. Or yeah, 80. it was it was fifteen. It was actually I think it was between fifty to eighty where million. they sold for fifty million. Gerard okay, so fifty that, to eighty yeah. million views a month to yeah. get acquired for fifty yeah. million. Did that have? Do you guys know what their profitability model was? Like, were they doing a quarter million a month, a hundred thousand a month? The numbers on that. Um, I'm not sure their yeah. exact revenue on that. They probably would have been doing well over $10 CPM on that. So yeah. quite a bit. <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, millions. So that's the goal for you guys is something similar to that? I don't know. I mean, if a big enough number came along, it's, it would be really hard to refuse a sale, I think, down yeah. the road. Because um, then you get to go shift into all the other fun projects, yeah, right? Yeah. As an entrepreneur, it's <laughs> like, I, I, you know, You're honestly. flooded with ideas. Yeah. yeah. I, it's the, you opportunities. Know, couldn't do the same thing for the rest of my life anyways if I tried, so. Yeah. Um, I think if the number was big enough, we, you know, it'd sell. But um, the, you know, the goal now is to speed up, build up the readership. And so, how are you guys trying to do that? Because I mean, you know, so think, many people nowadays are doing vlogs and trying to yeah. build their their you know personal brand and their websites and trying to get the traffic and their podcasts. So there's so many people. I mean, the fastest growing industry, as we know, is the coaching space. Yeah. People trying right. to become an expert and yeah. Yeah. everyone trying to sell. We're in this space. Yeah, you guys yeah, have yeah. interviewed hundreds of people like right. that. And so yeah. it's like, you know. There's a lot of people in this industry, but what do you guys feel like is going to help you get to that level from where you're at now, which is crushing it, to like ultra crushing it where you're going to get bought for $50 million or $100 million? <laughs> well, I'll let Clinton answer this too, but here's my, I love competitive industries. I know yeah. it's a big pie out there and I can take a piece of it. And, it's, yeah. and that piece is a big piece. Right. So I love competitive industries. Yeah. Um, we're, we're very, it's, it's been a 15-year overnight success. I've been doing, we've been doing social media for, I've been yeah. doing it for 15 years now. Yep. You know, I'm learning. I know those algorithms, how they work, those viral trends. I know how to tap into that stuff. We're, you know, we're very aggressive marketers. We're, we're using a lot of aggressive tactics. I think a lot of our competition is in traditional tactics um, where we have a difference in, in the knowledge of how that stuff intricately works. Yeah. Um, but some of the stuff we're doing with contributors and writers, I think, is, is big as well. Yeah. Ultimately, you know, we, we want to build, you know, influence of, um, you know, into a platform that, you know, yeah. teaches, trains, and inspires the next generation of leaders. Um, you know, and, and as it stands right now, you, we definitely are focused, obviously, around entrepreneurship and, and businesses and, and, yeah. and giving, you know, people tips to, you know, start that side hustle, um, you know, start a new business, um, you know, how to build their personal brand. Because um, the th one of the things that I honestly love um, the most uh, about what we do is, you know, giving an opportunity to a contributor um, to really build their personal brand. Because as yeah. you know, as, as we all know, we write for different platforms. We've been interviewed. Um, you know, there's a lot of good things that can come from, you know, getting your name attached, yeah. um, you know, to a well-known brand. Um, but I definitely, see. you know, with, yeah. with, with, with Influenza, we definitely, you know, want to take it, um, you know, from content to videos and, 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 and so on. Um, to really, you know, try and touch as many different areas of content as we can, because as you already mentioned, you know, um, there's everything from daily vlogs to, you know, live sessions to YouTube um, channels, podcasts. So exactly. There's, there's, yeah, there's so, so many things. different types of content that, you know, we definitely want to be that source that our audience and our users come to every day, you know, when they're feeling down in their venture. And, you know, it's as, we're, as entrepreneurs, yeah. we all have our down days. Yeah. You it's know, like he said, the daily, you know, um, you know, diet. It's like you right, condition yeah. yourself with yeah. breakfast, lunch, and dinner yeah. and healthy yep. snacks. Do that and you do the same thing. With, yeah. So when I think, you know, where am I going to get a short little snack of mm -hmm. just like, hey, I got some downtime to kill yeah. between a meeting or between, you know, whatever, a what break. What do you consume? Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to just sit down and I'm going to end my lunch break. I'm going to go to Influenza. Five I'm minutes. Gonna, I'm going to some quick little exactly. information. Right. So yeah. you guys are trying to become like the staple that's just known yeah. as that's where I go for that. 
Right. Yeah. And it's that. an assortment of content, too, an assortment of you can consume something for five minutes or two hours. So it's, yeah, it's right. creating that, I think, is important of having that balanced yeah. diet of content. Founder and CEO of Influensive and co-founder and COO, we got Brian D. Evans and Clinton Senko are joining us right now. I'm Mark Lack on Business Rockstars. We're here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. You two guys are absolute rock stars. Is there anything that you definitely want to touch on and talk about? Otherwise, I'm going to keep firing questions off. Fire away. Is there something? <laughs> All right. So content. You guys have a massive content platform. And I feel like you know we've talked about so many things. A lot of it has to do with content, yeah. whether it's creating content, whether it's facilitating content and finding people who are going to provide the content for your platform. So when it comes to content, I feel like some people don't really have a clear idea of how to create the right content. And so do you guys have sort of a framework Definitely. that in order for somebody to submit great content, it has to fit into a certain thing? Or when you guys create content, there's a specific checklist you follow? And this will actually serve everything here, but imagine you're being interviewed on Business Rockstars and yes. you have to explain it very quickly. So think about your content like that. If you have a piece of content that you're writing and you're kind of like, I don't know if this really makes sense, Ask yourself, go to somebody else and say, hey, can yeah. I just pitch this to you? Don't read it. Just explain the concept. And right. If you can explain the concept in like 30, 60 seconds, boom, you've got it. Okay. So if you, that's one of the techniques that I use personally if I'm yeah. writing something. Something that I learned, just a simple one, is short, yeah. contextual, relatable, actionable. Absolutely. So contextual yeah. meaning it's, it's you know, contextual. Yeah. There's a context, like creating content for... Marketers, creating content for blogs, creating content for videos. So there's the context. And then, you know, relatable is it has to relate specifically to that individual. Mm -hmm. And then actionable is like, here's three things, seven things, which is why so many articles are like the seven tips, the yeah, 12 yeah, yeah. steps, right. you know, things like that. Well, headline psychology, too, is also a big factor. So you yeah, you need huge, to have a good headline. You, you, can can create, you, you must know from you the analytics to. on your site, like which articles take off. Yeah. And yeah, if you just absolutely. change the headline. Yeah. How much it goes up or down? Yeah, Definitely. famous names, yeah. Um, numbers, yeah. big dollar amounts, percentages, the trends happening. Yeah. yeah, trends happening. You can tap into trending content. Yeah. Intrigue factor too. You don't want to give it away in the headline. If I give it away, you're not going to read the article. Mystery causes action is a great saying to remember. Yes, yes. So right. always try to put curiosity yeah. and elicit. Oh, I'm curious. Yeah. What does that mean? And yeah. so right. um, I'm trying to remember what some of the the best websites are yeah. that have like. The shortest little headlines, but if you ever look at like the ads on the side, yeah, um, those, <laughs> people are paying money for those. Of course, so, <laughs> either A, yeah. it's their first time and they have no idea, and you can usually tell pretty quick. Yeah. Or B, they're professional marketers, and yeah. so the headlines that you see you're being targeted by mm -hmm. are probably pretty good headlines to at least come up with an idea of. Yeah, um, or go to you know your guys' website and look yeah. at the headlines <laughs> of the articles because you guys are professionals who make yeah. sure your headlines are you know, what they should be. Yeah, headlines are super important, you know, Absolutely. to, to, to yeah. build on that with, with Brian. And and just to even kind of take that an, another step forward, just kind of maybe even a tip, you know, yeah. for, you know, contributors that are out there or, you know, someone maybe that wants to aspire to be a contributor. One thing that I would really, you know, suggest is get it in, get it in your head kind of early is that, I need to provide value, um, exactly. you know, to to the readers, self-serving, and yeah. I need to provide value, you know, to the publication um, as a whole. Because I think when you have that in your mind that you know I want to provide value to them, whether that's interacting with them, whether that's writing a well thought out article that you know gives them five steps that they can implement right now, you really need to think I need to provide value, 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 and it's going to come yeah. back to you tenfold um, if you focus on value. And that's like the perfect thing because it not only relates to networking doing business, creating content, being yeah. interviewed, yeah. 
it's literally if you start to focus as your on who you are as an individual as a yeah. value adder, and you go out to acquire new knowledge and skill sets to improve your ability to add more value. Yeah. Your value adding ability is typically in direct proportion to your earning ability. Absolutely. And right. so keep going out, getting new knowledge and skill sets, yeah. sharpening your yeah. knowledge and skill sets so you yeah. can add more value and make more money and have a bigger impact in the world. So right. I love that you brought that up. What do you feel like is some good advice for the aspiring entrepreneur who's sitting there in, in a position where you guys once were, who says, I've got a nine to five job. I think that you two are amazing. I want to go out and I want to follow my own passion and create my yeah. own business. Just short and sweet. You share one piece of advice and you share one piece of advice. What do we tell this aspiring entrepreneur? When's the right time to get started? Go, go for it. Okay, um, I'll say uh, number one is be a content creator. So whether that's you decide to start writing, whether that means you start doing videos, whether that means you start going, um, you know, to interview people, you know, at live events, you just need to become a content creator. Quotes, pictures, whatever you're good at, find something that you have a passion for and just create content because no one's going to find you. No one's going to know what you're all about unless you create content and put it out there. So just create content. Simple, I love it. And one of my favorite quotes, life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. So if you look at a failure or something setback or you were dealt this, this bad hand, that's, that's not, that's the, that, I don't like that mindset. I like the mindset of these things are happening to strengthen me for next time. It's happening for me to show me the right path. So I think that's the mindset good. shift, that big mindset shift in me when I, when I heard that, um, and adopted that was huge to me. It was all these little failures. It's all for a reason. It's not that I should be down on myself because yeah. mm -hmm. if you're down on yourself and you lose confidence, that's it. You need to yeah. stay confident and realize, okay, that failure, that's good. I'm, I'm happy because that didn't work. Now I can try other things that will, could work. What a great reframe. You know, things yeah. aren't happening to me. They're happening for me. And just yeah. that little shift in frame. Love you guys. You guys are <laughs> rock stars. Appreciate you guys for coming on the show. Where can people learn more about you? Influensive.com. Influensive.com. Yeah. Easy as that. You betcha. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show, guys. You bet. Thank you so much Thanks for having us. us. I'm Mark Lack on Business Rockstars, connecting a community of entrepreneurs. You can join us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at businessrockstars.com. And now, a Business Rockstars Minute. Why would you do it yourself when you can call a pro? I'm Pat O'Brien, and this is a Business Rockstars Minute. How many times have you done this to yourself? You thought you could make it happen and you realize later on when it's too late, you made it even worse because you didn't call in a pro. We do this in business as well, legal work, bookkeeping, even website development. Instead of trying to fix things yourself and save a few dollars, call in a pro. All too often, entrepreneurs only look at the bottom line of what something costs. Stop doing this. Remember, a professional might be expensive, an amateur, could cost you a fortune. Would you take your sick child to an amateur? No. Would you have your house built by an amateur? No. Don't settle for subpar. Always get a professional. It'll pay off in the long run. I'm Pat O'Brien, and this has been a Business Rockstars Minute. It's amazing, but true. When it comes to one of America's biggest household expenditures, healthcare, a lot of people think they've got no choice. People are used to thinking we have to do it this way, but they don't. Yes, you have the freedom to choose an alternative with your healthcare. 
It's MetaShare, and it costs way less than the alternatives. The typical family saves $500 a month, not a year, a month. And if you're single, this can save you a lot too. And let's face it, a big reason MetaShare is 400,000 people strong, it just works. They've shared over $3 billion in medical bills, so they can help share your needs too. Joining MetaShare for so many people is one of those things that makes you say, why didn't I do this before? So yes, the time has come for something better. Look into joining MetaShare and see why so many people are opting out of the old way and into the new. Why not look into this? Just call 844-91-BIBLE. That's 844-91-B-I-B-L-E. 844-91-BIBLE. Freedom doesn't start in the White House. It starts in your house. Here's Helen Kriebel. California politicians are turning restaurant employees into criminals if they give their customers plastic straws. Several cities have already banned straws, but the state of California wanted to go further, imposing fines and jail sentences. The first draft would have fined waiters $1,000 or six months in jail for giving customers straws without being asked. The final version that became law reduced the amount of the fines, but any fine for just offering straws is ridiculous. America will survive this disposable straw crisis, but these nanny state politicians could be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Individual freedom is our birthright, and it's just not that complicated. For more, check out our podcast at lensofliberty.org. We are here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. Welcome to Business Rockstars. I'm Pat O'Brien, and welcome to CEO Roundtable. Marin Costello Thank you is with me. us from uh, the Bead Kit, is where we started, right? That's where we started, yes. Yeah, and you're wearing some of your product there. And Zane Lamprey, my old friend, the founder of uh, Adventure and Booze, right? Yeah. Basically. So, Adventure, the Adventure Line now with the Adventure Hoodie, and also Monkey Rum. And uh, then it kind of goes on from there. Okay, well, well let's, let's talk about being uh, in charge of a company or being a founding a company. Uh, first of all, what's the corporate culture at your company? It's not your stereotypical culture. It's very um, welcoming, compassionate. I mean, work is demanded and it is expected to be done, but there's also an element of compassion mm -hmm. and understanding of living one's life. All right. Yeah. Unlike Zane's. <laughs> no, yeah. No, it's, Zane's the same way, right? It is yeah. the same way. I mean, look, you, you surround yourself. You get to a level where you get to hire the best people. And if you hire the best people, you can enjoy yourself. You know, if you have, if you have people that aren't working up to the task, then you that makes a very bad work culture. I've always wondered about that because you, you're, you've invested your lives. Uh, uh, they're not together, by the way. Uh, not in, anymore. Not anymore. Sorry. Different show. Um, <laughs> into into this lifelong journey, and so hiring people becomes a big deal, right? Because they're just you know, a, a big piece of what your future is going to look like. Correct. So how do you hire the right people? I think the longer that I go as a founder, the more I know about myself, the, no the more I know about what I'm looking for and another person to hire onto the company. I think that if they're motivated and passionate, then anyone can really be taught anything. But if they have like a fire in them, mm -hmm. that's something right. that's really key. Seems to me that jewelry and liquor and apparel is maybe one of the hardest things to stand out in, right? Sure, because, because there's so much of it. There's so much of it, exactly. So how do you yeah. stand out? 
Uh, is that to me, Pat? Uh, you know, fairly so. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> I'll take this one if you don't mind. Um, it's look, you 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 make the best product that you can, and and sometimes when you make the best product, it costs. It just costs a little more, and you have to trust that what you make can can sustain itself at that at that mm-hmm. price. Um, if you can start cutting corners, and people can move on to another brand. So you make something that's great, uh, and then have great marketing to get the word out. Um, and build a customer base that keeps coming back. I think that's the most important thing. You can't you can't deal with people once. You need to deal with them. You need to deal with them once and then deal with them for a lifetime. And new ideas have to come all the time. How do you motivate people at your company? By honing in on what their strengths are mm-hmm. and championing those. Um, and it's different for every single person. So what motivates me and what gets <clears throat> me going is completely different from some of the people that I work with. So. Mm-hmm. And ba- how do you balance life and work? I think the beautiful thing about being the founder is being able to curate who you work with. And so a lot of the people that I bring onto my team or people that I um, freelance, you know, that I use as freelancers, they have become my family. And I'm able to choose who I get to work with. So that to me is balance and being able to enjoy. That's worth the whole deal, right? 100%. I wish I could do that. There's a time in every entrepreneur's life where they make the transition from the nine to five into being an entrepreneur. And I think one of the things that they think is, I want to dictate my own schedule. I want to start living my own life. That's and, really and, blind faith. And, 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 it's, and it's completely wrong. So if you if you work a nine to five, you work for someone else, most of the times you, when you're on your weekend, you, you're on your weekend. When you're an entrepreneur and you have your own company, your company doesn't take a rest. So Saturdays and Sunday, whether you're in the office or not, your brain is half halfway there. Right. So. You need to find people that can live, you know, it, when you're at a certain, you know, they, they have a term now, the startup, right? I mean, that's a very tech, right. tech word. But you're a startup until you are, you know, in a, in a much bigger corporate place. And you need that startup mentality. You need people that are excited about being there uh, and that will work as hard as you. Right. I mean, I, I surround myself with people that are better at certain things than I am. I think that's the trick. I'm not the best at, at anything that they do. Right. Marin, is that the skill set? to survive is hiring people that can teach you. I think that if you can put yourself in the position as a student always, you will always be ahead. There's something to be learned from everyone, even people who don't have the same level of credentials as you on paper. Sometimes Mm -hmm. those are the people that you learn the most from. Uh, We are here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. This is Business Rockstars, the CEO roundtable version. I'm Pat O'Brien. Is it hard to stay focused as a CEO? We were talking about a little bit earlier. I mean, you've got so much going on. You know, is it hard to just... Focused on the immediate tasks or the long-term goal? Focus is focus. (laughs) So my story is different in that I didn't wake up one day and go, I think I'm going to start a jewelry business. Right. I have this idea for, an, a design, for a design, and I think I'm going to roll with it. Um, it was the complete opposite. It was a hobby turned into a brand, and I didn't realize it was doing that as it was doing that. Um, and so for me, it's not work. Right. It Good. is my passion. It is my purpose. It doesn't require much focus for me to focus. When did I, you realize you had it? When did you realize you had something that was marketable and... When, so I've I've been selling jewelry since I was seven and making it since that age, just at local craft fairs. But when I was in college, um, my pieces were featured on American Idol. And then I started getting calls from big marketing firms and PR firms. And that was the moment where I thought, oh, you can do this as a living. You know, I didn't, I grew up in Northern California. The fashion industry was pretty null. 
back then. We didn't have social media the way that it is today. Um, and so once I realized that this could be a potential profession, my brain shifted and I learned to transition thinking of making jewelry as a hobby to designing jewelry as a profession and mm -hmm. as a brand. What do you think uh, is the number one thing that uh, entrepreneurs out there should know? Uh, the biggest hurdle to cross. Forget the money and the raising money and all that. I know all that's hard, but. What is the biggest hurdle? Don't do it. <laughs> just, no, I mean, mean like, is it's, it, it's, what a, I mean it's a is, rough, it, lonely just road. Like, you say to yourself, this has got to be crazy. I can't do this. I mean, that'd be one. But, uh, you know, going into it, what was the biggest hurdle for you? Going into it, I'm going to quote the amazing Marie Forleo and say everything is figure outable. And when you think of any challenge that way, that it's not challenging. You're just searching for the answer. Mm -hmm. And there could be an, inf an infinite amount of answers to whatever you're trying to solve, but everything's figure outable. When we're done here, I want you to use figure outable in a sentence. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure outable how to do that. <laughs> Thank you both for joining Thank us, you. okay? Thanks. That's been CEO Roundtable. We're here to inspire, inform, and connect a community of entrepreneurs. This is Business Rockstars. I'm Pat O'Brien. See you next time.